from Hamster Wheel Publishing. This is Freewheeling. The show that answers your questions about veterinary business and leadership. With me, Dr. Dave Nichol. Good morning. How are you? Hope you're well. Hope you had a great weekend. Dr. Dave here just for a little live chat. Something that, that picked up my brain over the weekend as sometimes happens. Um, so one of the things I was mulling and one of the things, and, and this is probably not going to come as great news or make many practice owners happy, but here's the thing I was thinking about. I was thinking about employment contracts and their relevance. Um, or their effectiveness, like are they doing what they're meant to be doing? And there was a particular clause in there, and that's the anti-compete clause. Um, and how I think that that was quite an obsolete clause in the first instance, but I think it's I think it's actually coming under a big bit of challenge now from the fact that we are we are now in the age of personal branding. And I think this is bad news for vet practices because I don't think vet practices have really gotten into the age of, of branding full stop. Like there's very few practices I see out there that are actually creating and managing a, what I would consider to be a brand. Um, you know, they don't have a strong sense of identity. They don't have uh, a strong narrative. They're not producing content regularly, reliably into the, the right locations to engage with their existing customers or potential customers. And so I think that's a challenge for us in veterinary, veterinary medicine. But here's the, here's the sort of the secondary challenge on the back of that is that where practice owners are not making a great job of that, I think the millennials are coming in now and they are making a good job of that. Uh, so you're, you're going to see increasingly students coming out of college with two, three, four, five, ten, twenty-five thousand Instagram followers. Um, and and that is something that you as a practice owner need to be concerned about because think about this, when you're a veterinarian who you've employed for three or four years, who has been pumping out the content, who's, who's done the little stories on Instagram of the amazing cases they've looked after or looked out for, who have been building up relationships with your clients who will naturally gravitate toward them and follow them, when they move practices two or three miles down the road, you have zero power. Whatever it says in your contract, you have zero power because the customer gets to choose. Uh, and arguably, arguably, the person who's going to be in charge there, the person who's actually put the sweat equity into building that relationship is not the practice. It's the individual veterinarian because, and this all comes down to, so this, is a, this is a twin theme concept that's going on in my brain right now is no like trust. You have to understand the, the mechanics of no like trust, whether you're a veterinarian, whether you're an associate or a practice owner, or whether you're somebody in social media or whatever. Like people won't do business with you. They won't see, uh, they won't see the, the value in a relationship unless they know you exist, they like you, and they've, formed, they've, they've liked you enough for long enough that they actually now trust you. Uh, and so that's, this is one of the great opportunities that I think social media brings to us all as individuals but also as practices um, so the guys that are out there doing a great job for you practice owners this is what you need to do you need to have your own person in there telling your story creating your your brand identity um, so Emma's Emma hi Emma how are you Emma's saying is this a threat or an opportunity well it's both like everything's always both right it's a threat if you blindly put your head or continue putting your head in the bucket of sand or leave it shoved somewhere less, 
less nice than the bucket of sand, which is where a lot of practice owners' heads are at with social media and, and digital marketing. If you continue to ignore this, let me tell you, your associates, your, your increasingly uh, millennial associates are not. Uh, and they are rather good at doing just this sort of thing, getting in front of a camera um, and talking about their, their life, talking about their day's work. And it's engaging, clients like that. And they get to know them, they get to like them, they get to trust them, right? And that's what's happening. Uh, <coughs> and, and remember, what's, what the internet is absolutely essentially doing, um, other than just copying everything, um, but apart from that, it's breaking down the need for gatekeepers. And guess what you are as a practice? You are just another gatekeeper between veterinarians and the audience, the, the pet owners. And increasingly, I think that particular relationship looks shaky. And, um, and that's like, nobody's talking about that. Nobody's saying anything about that. Well, I'm saying it now. And I think this is uh, another threat if we ignore it, but a massive opportunity. Let's treat this as the kick up the arse that we all need, which is to get out of slumber mode and to start creating the content that pet owners are going to relate to. To embrace the fact that the millennial generation is gonna move around and they are, they, they are like, they do believe they can all be superstars because frankly, they can some of them, right? They've all got a shot at it. Whereas, you know, my generation did not have the tools available to do this. But who gives a rat's ass who, what generation you're in? Like, okay, so I'm 42. I'm not a millennial. But I'm still getting in front of your face doing videos like this. You guys should be able to do exactly the same thing. But embrace this. This is one of the huge opportunities that you have in hiring the next generation. Um, and maybe this is a talk that I could do sometime, someplace. But, um, you know, using the power of these guys and their personal brands is like a super important thing for us all to take, take hold of. Um, let's put this into a context. Okay, so imagine you have a dog coming in with, um, with some cool problem. Okay, maybe it's a twisted stomach, all right? It's highly visual. The animal is absolutely in trouble. It needs your help, okay? Everything's bad. Um, and... Now you've got in your consent forms a little section on the consent form because I know everybody in the Royal College and everybody in the, the AVMA and everybody in the, the association's professional body right now is going, wait, holy shit, you can't do that. It's client confidentiality. Bullshit, bullshit. Like, you don't think clients want to be famous as well? You don't think they want to have documented their journey? Of course they want that. Like, and the ones that don't can tell you not. If on your consent form, you can have a section that says, do you consent for us to tell the story here? Um, across our social media channels. Job done. Now you take photos or, or video of it whilst it's, um, whilst, whilst it's undergoing assessment. You've got your x-rays, you take the, the images of that. You go into surgery and it's gory as hell and it's disgusting, it's gross and it might get you banned from YouTube <laughs> or certainly get you a cool little banner that is only going to attract more attention because it says this is kind of gross content. And, and then you see the animal in recovery, it comes back for its recheck and the animal's lived and it's amazing. Or you can tell an amazing story like the first ever torsion that I ever cut. Uh, it was something of a miracle it survived and then somewhat ironically about six months later I almost ran it over at a pedestrian crossing because uh, it stepped out onto the road in front of me, right? If I could have videoed or documented or told those kinds of stories back then, that would have been amazingly powerful content for um, for for my clients in that practice now if you can if you can harness the power of the millennials all right yes they like to move around yes they're having a hard time because they've got to do all of this under the scrutiny and the watchful eye of the entire world 
yes, they have to learn how to take the knocks and rebound and become more resilient. But guess what? Guess what? They can, like a bunch of them out there, understand these technologies and they're prepared and willing and they're already doing it. Let me tell you, they're already doing it. <laughs> with or without your permission, it's happening. And when they move practice from your practice to some other practice, guess where the clients are gonna go? Guess who they're gonna follow? And guess exactly how much you can do about that. Zip all, unless you're willing to engage. So, get these little camera phones. Like, I wish I could turn the phone around, the camera on, on me right now. It's just in a smartphone with a tiny little mic here, a little lavender mic that I've plugged in here. Um, and I'm shooting this little video of these thoughts that I've had over the weekend. Um, and I thought, this is a great way for us to engage millennials and stop beating up on them, right? Because there's no point doing that. Like, we just have to adjust and meet in the middle. So I'm jumping in the comments here, and thank you for you guys um, tuning in. Um, Jess, hi. Oh, some love from my Aussies. Marie, Nat, and you send your love. Great to hear from you guys as well. Uh, Jess Fenn, your life goal is now to be booted from YouTube. you got to make sure it's worth it. Do, the, do, do it, make it interesting stuff, all right? Um, Marie, actually, Marie. so Marie is, is a, a former client of mine and, and a, a wonderful um, pet owner from Sydney. Marie, ping in the video comments, like if you could come and, and, and bring, bring your tribe to see Dr. Dave in the UK, if that was physically possible based on the relationship we built up, would you do it? Answer me that in the comments if you're still on there. Would, would you do that if, if it were physically possible? Um, uh, because of the relationship that, that, that we would uh, we had built up and the, the, the way that you got to trust me because that's the sort of relationship that you're looking for with your clients okay now unfortunately for Marie and unfortunately for me having to leave her fabulous family and her pets behind I don't get to see those guys anymore but if I were still in local business uh, if I were still a local vet there I would absolutely be working this stuff like crazy. We'd started to do it in Sydney. Um, we're doing it with, with um, practices where I consult now all over the place, encouraging people to do this. I'm doing it with my own personal brand here just now. This is the stuff that works. I think it's a great way to engage your next generation. Marie, without a doubt or a second thought, bless you for saying so, thank you. Um, all right, Jess saying, you'll be the vet version of Dr. Pimple Popper. Pimple Popper, right. Well, you see the YouTube videos out there of anal glands getting squished and they get like a bajillion views. Like, we're blinded by the sciencey, wancy part of what we do. Like, we have to be smart. We have to be this stuffy uh, generation, but we don't. And people are already breaking out. They're doing it in a personal brand sort of way. If you can harness that in a practice sort of way, you don't need many, like one or two of your docs that are willing to get on camera. Like, not everybody's camera shy. Not everybody's... Um, scared to say something in front of a mic set some boundaries you do need a social media policy you do need to set some boundaries you're definitely going to screw things up from time to time so what so what like it was ever thus right but i think the opportunities are huge and then the threat just to circle back to what emma said there the threat if you don't do it like like a vet's going to come and take your clients and go someplace else that's that's been happening in the past but you hire rock stars who get the hang of this they're gonna be great for your business, and unfortunately, they're then gonna be disastrous for your business. I think you need to, you, there's no point fighting this, by the way. You can't contractually tell somebody not to go form relationships. Um, harness the power, embrace it's gonna be there, but ensure that you're harnessing their awesomeness to the benefit of your brand. And when they leave, have a great relationship uh, with that person, 
Um, don't be dirty on it. You know, you were part of somebody else's journey. Um, just say thank you and it's much more likely that they will treat you and your brand with respect. All right, that's what I got for you this morning. Chew on that, folks. Um, Marie, those are very sweet comments. I, I appreciate them and I miss you guys over in Sydney heaps. So I'm going to jump off now. Have an awesome week and take care, guys. Leave some, leave some feedback in the comments. What do you think about that as a statement and those things? Um, I'll look in on those comments. I will check them out and uh, I, will, I will answer them as we're going through, the, going through the week. Take care, guys. Have an awesome... It is Monday, right? It is Monday. There's been a few bank holidays, public holidays. See, I'm never really sure what day it is anymore. Okay, take care, guys. All the very best. Shibley, awesome to see you on here as well, my man. Okay, Dave out. Be well, be safe, and be happy. Thank you for listening to that episode of Freewheeling. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, leave me a rating or review on iTunes. That would be much appreciated. Now, if you want to have your question answered, hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. It's at Dr. Dave Nicol. That's D-R-D-A-V-E-N-I-C-O-L. I'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>